But I hate when I feel like this And I never hated you Neurotica is a weekly podcast going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind and bringing them to light. Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception and more. Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Neurotica. My name is Cody Ryan. I'm here today with my co-host, as always, Bobby. How you doing, Bobby? I'm doing well, Cody. What about you? Uh, I'm doing something. Anyway, Bobby, uh, I want you today to, to take the reins here for a little bit because uh, I'm I'm really jazzed for today's episode, but I, I think... You're jazzed? I'm jazzed up. I'm gonna, I'm, I might do some jazz hands that the fans won't see. It's cultural appropriation. Please don't. I did not know that. Okay, I won't do that. Um, I'm going to do spirit fingers. I'm allowed to do spirit fingers. Sounds like it's probably appropriating Native American culture, but I can't say for sure. Okay, I'm going to not do anything. Um, that's weird that we did that bit because it makes it sound like we aren't PC and we're like very much like... It makes it sound like we were making fun of it, but we are the ones who were like, yeah, don't do those things. Like, Correct. <laughs> anyway, Bobby, I'm going to let you take the reins here because I think we have a guest today that I'm very excited about, and I don't think I can do justice to what um, what he is and what he brings to the show. I think only you can, can yeah, really welcome him on the show. the greatest guest that we've ever had, and we can't overhype him more. Um, so we have today a member of the Neurotica Rogues Gallery. If you listen to uh, the episode with Steph Driver a couple of weeks ago, she mentioned uh, this guy. It's our friend. <laughs> that was the worst. You're the worst. I was like, Bob's going to hype him up. This guy? Let me tell you about this guy. Have you met My this wife. guy? My wife. All right. I'm loving this so far. That was... I'm crushing it. We're leaving this all in, too. It's the best part. We don't edit shit, dude. <laughs> all right, so we have here the bad boy of baseball, commie, gay, leftist Twitter, Steven, the Grey King. Hello. I'm not the Grey King anymore. The TGK. <laughs> yeah. Tango they, Golf Kilo. Yeah. yeah. They took it away from you. Um, this is the one episode of Neurotica where I guess we should be worried more about the erotica part, am I right? I'm not Shut sure. What up, are you talking I know, about? I'm just being a dick all day, every day. Um, Why would we be more concerned with the erotica? Explain. No. <laughs> Bobby's so bad at me. He's like, could not be more upset. I'm having a great time. What I want to say, yes and. I know, that's how, that's how that problem works. <laughs> what I want to know is how you could call me the best guest ever on the podcast immediately following having <laughs> Steph Driver on. Well, he also <laughs> said this guy. So, you know, oh, you have yeah. high praise <laughs> across the board. I am, I am this guy. Um, no, Steph Driver did mention you on episode because there is high praise for you across the board. Everybody loves um, things you've done across the past, like uh, Thirst Basement, Thirst Liner. Those are some of the things that um, Steph <laughs> brought up. You guys just could not handle yourselves. Like, I'm just trying to get back on track here. Um, we're having a good time, as you can tell. We're we're hanging out. I'd say that. Um, but yeah, so you've been mentioned by uh, past guest Seth Driver, and we were very happy to have you on the show today. You reached out and said you want to be on the show, and I said to you, you know, oh man, we're so excited to have you. You said, what the fuck are we going to talk about? That, that, I believe that's how the conversation went, correct? Um, I Yeah. And that, I said that sounds accurate. And you sure. said you said what we're we gonna talk about. And I said personally, I would have some questions for you because you are a friend of mine that um, is actually in an open relationship, and I want to explore that world a little bit more. And I think you're the perfect person for me to ask some questions that I've had and talk about your experience with, and just me understand that world a little bit more and know that um, the you, you're going to have to decide in the end um, whether I pass or not. Um, you're going to have to give me a very thorough test. Um, you will have to come up with 100 questions on the spot. That's your part, and then I will answer them yes or no. That will Can be I pretty just... easy for me. What? Sorry, go ahead. Can I just preemptively fail you? No, I, you have to go through the entire exercise. You have to think of 100 questions. You can't go home until you... you you can't start now, though. I won't even prompt you until we've already talked to you on the podcast for at least three to four hours. So 
Um, the polyamorous community is like skull and bones. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. They put you through a bunch of rigorous hazing before they let you in. Yeah, and the bones are their money. Um, It's like a Penn State frat. No, so we, we're Is making a lot of... Secret Society? What are you guys Are you serious? <laughs> Come on, man. We don't want to hear about Penn State. No, so, um, yeah. So, Stephen, as our, our 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 local friend who who likes to, to boogie with the many gentlemen, um, tell us a little bit. I'm just trying to make Stephen laugh like that, like the entire episode, and it's working so well. Like, I don't, I don't care what it's like for the listeners, because this is an absolute joy for me. That I can just like keep making Steven go, Cody, I fucking hate you over and over in his head. No, but Mike. But Steven, you you have obviously a unique situation, but it's becoming more, you know, like used in today's society. But why don't you tell people how you even got to this point? Like, you know, it's not the you know, it's off the beaten path to a lot of people. It seems crazy, it seems, you know, like you're making excuses, but for you it works and you like it and you enjoy it, but you know, how did you get here? Why are you like why are you, why the, are you way the way you that you are no like what what made you want to like ha- have this experience and feel comfortable in that and why does it work for you take us through your journey um well it helps that i'm gay okay um because gay? shut the fuck, fuck um yeah uh no wonder he doesn't like you <laughs> what exactly <laughs> one of the really cool things about being gay is that you automatically don't have to exist the way society tells you to exist because you're already not doing it sure so if society's like you need to if you're a man you need to marry a woman and have 2.5 kids and a white picket fence and go to church and be monogamous and do all that um and if you're already like out at step one why follow steps two three four and five makes sense mm. yeah obviously something i've never even thought about before because never gone down even step one. I thought about it because didn't Joe Biden say like that the first thing you think of when you think of a gay guy is like having a lot of sex with a lot of people? Excuse me, what? Didn't he just <laughs> he say, said, he said what? or something? He said in Russian. Oh, I remember the. The, the stereotype there. is that they were all in Russian bathhouses, and it was just brought up out of nowhere, like left field. But I mean, there is, I think, uh, at least where I grew up, like a an expectation that gay people are more. Um, Open sexually, promiscuous, yeah. yeah. Um, it's not, like, true across the board, but also, like, the cis-heteropatriarchal society that we live in tells you how to act, and if you're not acting the way, if you're not acting that way, you can just do whatever you want, and people want to have sex, so, like... Why don't we just go like, have sex? Yeah, like if bath houses are great. Like if people are yelling at you just for kissing, so you might as well just already. do whatever you want to do. Like, cause it's like, I could go out with any girl and like kiss her in public, and any Christian family would be like, "Oh, that's so cute." And then I could tell them like, "We have premarital sex," and like, "Boo!" They see Stephen just holding hands with a man, and they're already like pitchforks. Like they don't want to deal with that shit at all. So I do not hold hand. I do not publicly display affection. Okay. I mean, because, that, because of, of fucking, hate crimes, because of hate crimes and Fair fucking enough. Christians, which is another <laughs> thing we can unfortunately get into. Fun fact, Christians are not the only ones that hate crime. <laughs> you know what? You could have fooled me, but you know, that really sucks for society, I guess, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> before we even started recording, Stephen mentioned you got some good news about a fella. What? You just, <laughs> what? You just got... Oh <laughs> shit! I forgot. He got Stephen got someone's number, and he I, he said, "Like fuck yes," and I was like, "What?" And he said, oh, "I I had a foursome the other night, and I got uh, one guy's number from the other one." And I was me and my you know Irish Catholic shell. I was like a a a foursome foursome like golf. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! So these, we can we cannot keep doing this with Steven. So this is this. so this is why I'm really looking forward to um, hearing more from Stephen about this because I'm, do you want I'll me bet, to go through the details? I, yes. I don't think I'm comfortable doing. Are you that. just saying that because it's like three more people than you're used to? Like I don't know. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The pink song you and your hand tonight is about me. <laughs> yeah. But um, what I'm saying is that I, I'm sure that there are other listeners who are. S- similar to me and it's not something that you know 
orgies or whatever. It's not, it's not like a, a legitimate part of their life in any way. Multiple just, partners. Like you just, yeah. You've never experienced that in any capacity, and you probably never will or will explore it even. No. I wouldn't think so. I don't think my girlfriend would be too happy about it. <laughs> okay, that's a weird take to take on it. Whatever. All right, Steven. What, do you want to answer his question now instead of what, him talk? Uh, so you got all... Can, can you restate that in the form of a question? <laughs> I, I was just saying that I'm sure there's a lot of other people coming from my lily-white, naive perspective that are going to be curious to hear you tell the rest of the story of your journey. You got off at exit one because you're gay... And that means that you're not doing what cishet society tells you to do, right? Yeah, because I, well, the thing for me is, I guess, I, I will frame this question is, you are a gay man, you can have as much sex as you want, let's say, just as any straight man can. So you live in a society that's kind of separate from ours, where you say, you know, step one, you don't have to follow Oh my I'm god, sorry. why? We can't, we can't keep saying that we live in a society. <laughs> you I'm said, you said we live in a society, and Bobby and I looked, each, oh, looked no, at each I other. I did not say that. Not. I, said, I said, you live in a society that's a little different from me and Bobby's because you go from step one to, you know, your step one you don't follow. So, so you, you go off the path. I'm saying that. You could just be a man having sex. It's like you're in actually an open relationship. You have a relationship. And I think that's what the kind of point we're missing here is that it's like you could just be a, a man having sex. What makes it you're a man who's in an open relationship? Like, how do you get there? So let's let's back way up. Okay. Um, because so the, the, the way I the way I framed it was I don't follow don't make sense. But that's that's actually not the experience that most queer people go through because I'll bless you kitty sorry because a lot of the time um queer people sort of feel pressure to emulate um heteronormativity sure. as much as they can um i mean well even before that people don't accept themselves because of the pressures put on them um which sucks but like, okay, I have come out as a gay man. What is step two? Um, find a boyfriend that I can sort of so simulate simulate heterosexuality with. That, um, and like and I'm not saying that like my lifestyle is the correct one and that all queer people and all people should be like this, um, but you the the number one thing that people have to figure out for themselves is what works for them and very often they confuse that with what like society wants for right. them so you're not you're not one of those one of the people that's like like people aren't meant to be tied down man like monogamy is like unnatural i mean i don't believe in love but I, I believe that one can f could find a another partner that they are monogamous with, and that's all they need. Okay. Like, yeah. So you... I there is no there is no mold to fit. Like people are complicated creatures. So do like you just have to like in order to have like a healthy relationship with someone, you just need to like be on the same page. Whether that page is, you know sleep in separate beds and like kiss each other on the cheek and you know maybe fuck for procreation or whatever or if that page is like getting each other's numbers at an orgy yeah so right. what you're saying is that we're coming at it from a view of we're saying like this is so out there and bizarre how did you get yeah, here it's really cute and you're saying like i'm just living my life and i just lived it this way because it just made sense to live it this way it sounds like it's Yeah, just... because there comes there comes a point where you're just like fuck it i just want to do what makes me happy. Yeah, so you're not tying yourself down but you do have a boyfriend. So like yes. you you have a boyfriend. So that's what is kind of interesting to me is that you know, you have a boyfriend and this is someone that you, you know, share that title with but what does that mean as someone you know that like you're not sleeping exclusively with them. What do they provide to you that those other people that you would sleep with randomly, like, don't? Um, hmm. 
Okay, uh, I guess that just ended okay. your relationship. Uh, well, no, sorry, no. sorry uh, to hear that. Uh, my, I have a boyfriend <laughs> who lives in Canada. He is real. Yeah, yeah just, you also, just wouldn't know him. Yeah, he goes to, uh, he goes to a different school. This is the uh, one time it's actually been true. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Stephen has no reason to lie about this. Like Stephen, like Stephen can go out and you know go bag him some uh, some duders that I you know what I'm saying, Bobby. Hey Cody. <laughs> hey Cody. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Steven? Why are you so awkward? I just love it. Bag, anyway, bag him some duders. I that one was like forced as hell too. I was it's like, not, this it's not great. That one was You'd like I'm really gonna try to make Steven upset, and I really, really got bad there. So no, but I'm just saying, like, why even be in a relationship? Like, why bother? Why? What makes get, it worth being in a relationship at all? For me personally, I have two different levels of need. Well, actually, I have three levels of need. Uh, the first being like friendship and camaraderie. Yeah, sure. And, uh, but That's my not... second, le- my the two the two levels of need that I get in a sort of gay way are <laughs> um, romantic need and sexual need. Sure. Okay. Um, so they're in for me, and again, I'm speaking for me, not for everybody. They're entirely different things. They're okay. completely separated. So, like, I have romantic feelings for my boyfriend. I love him. Uh, he's also hot as shit. I'm not sure. I'm, did you meet him when he was here? I don't think I got a chance to meet him. I mean, I've seen pictures, and I'm very jealous of his physique. Yeah, he's the, hot. The very by the least, way, like so. Um, not to brag. Yeah. Not or, to brag. Or totally to brag. I mean, but, I might have got a chance to meet him, but I just also know, just even through just the grapevine, that this man is hot, and I believe it to be so. So, my romantic and sexual needs are basically in two different silos, um, which means I can fuck without any feeling, and if I need to, I can love without any sex. Sure. Um, so, my boyfriend lives in a different country, uh... A 10-hour drive, 5-hour travel day generally away. Uh, we see each other pretty often, maybe like every other month. Okay. Um, and when we're together, he's all I want to... I only want to hang out with him. I only want to do stuff with him. Like, uh, One of my favorite things that we do is like, when I'm up there, we'll just like have a boring domestic day where like we cook and like have dinner you have a bobby day yeah sure you like you'll have a day where you do actually like reflect those hetero like heteronormative yeah kind of yeah that that is cute i like um but we don't live in the same city yeah uh i have a high sex drive um Wow, you're 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 pushing ahead to the future. We just so we've been together for almost two years, and we just recently had we breached the subject of what if um, we lived in the same place. We don't know where it would be, either here or there, uh, but we are open to it. But it's not something that we need right now. All right, okay. so we'll put a vote on the Neurotica Twitter. Where is uh, Steve gonna live next year? <laughs> Like um, it'll be heavily biased. No, but we, we, we cut you off. I'm um, sorry, because, I mean, that is a very interesting question to me, but, you know, fair enough. You're not quite there yet. Um, but you were saying you, you do have a high sex drive. You're yes. not in the same city. Like, mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense that, you know, to say you're denying yourself something that has nothing to do with your relationship. You have that ability. Right. And I know a lot of people, they feel they don't. That's yeah. fine. By every, every sitcom has two people that try to... Be friends with benefits, and one of them always catches feelings. Yeah, yeah. and then there's movies literally, too that are like, literally, "Why am I watching this?" I there's, the there's never been a pop cultural portrayal that has actually just had the two things in separate boxes the mm-hmm. way that Stephen does. Yeah, and I think that's very interesting because you presented something to me I just never even like really considered. Even though I'm myself, even as a straight male, I've had sex that is just like. I just fuck somebody and I've made love and there is a very distinct difference. You've made love? That's yeah, so dude. Gay. Yeah, dude. It's the gayest thing I've ever done. Making love to a woman. <laughs> Ew. No, but there's a very distinct I'm mad difference. you beat me to that joke, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a very distinct difference and everybody who's been in love, I think, can attest to that. It's like there's a very big difference when you're having sex with somebody that you fully feel like a part of them versus the person that, you know, you took home from the bar. Like, not just because it's sloppy drunk and sloppy drunk sex is fun in a different way, but 
just because like you know there's just this getting lost in itness and just like feeling like this person means so much more to me and just feeling like one where you're having sex with somebody you took home from the bar and it's, it's how fast you can get their body away from you and then back near you and then away from you and then back near you it's much more aggressive Bobby's never taken someone over the bar, so he's just making faces at me. Steven, you know what I'm talking about, right? It's just an interesting way. Someone over the bar, and then their body moves away, but then it moves closer, then it moves away, then it moves closer. That's not really making love. That's just... So, part of the reason that this is so interesting to me, and I will let Steven talk more, I promise. But part of of the reason that this is so interesting to me is because I am the complete opposite of that. Oh, yeah. The romantic and sexual feelings in different boxes, like... And for me, it's probably just moving during sex. (laughs) For me, it's probably attributable to like not having that many opportunities and like girls not really liking me that much. So they were everything was like always really intermingled because I didn't like fuck that much. So every girl that I was like talking to was like it, it, it all made it very connected. It, it felt like an emotional I, victory for you, I'd imagine, too. Like, it yeah, kind of, it, it, you emotions, can't not tie it to your own yeah, being. Emotions were always tied into it. Mm. And so that's what makes, again, this so interesting to me, that you have these two completely separate, and that you're able to do domestic day in Toronto and do foursome in Philadelphia. Um, well, it's, it's well, you're you're reinforcing my point that, like, there's no one-size-fits-all lifestyle for people, and the thing that they should chase is just, like, know yourself and, like, push yourself into whatever works best for you. Um, but also, funny you should say that, my boyfriend is the same way. Um, he he only really has sex with... Romantic feelings. Like, romantic feelings. Um, so... And is that just you, or do you saying like he goes uh, out and? I've been, I've been like, I ask every now and then, like, are there any like you know, you you got any crushes? Like, what's going on? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. No. Um, but he and I both have experience in the past with polyamorous relationships, um, which is part of the reason why, like, I kind of felt like this relationship would work in the first place because, right. I mean. It started off with just like flirting on Twitter, and then it progressed into um, find me out. Well, he going airplane emoji Toronto. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fly you to Temecula. First of all, I didn't believe that he was flirting with me for like months until he had to be like, "I'm flirting with you." (laughs) And then you have to make sure it's a catfish because it's a hot boyfriend. Um, But yeah, he was visiting, he has friends down here separate from all this, so like he was visiting, and then I was like, oh, cool, like, we'll hang out, and when we hung out, we were just like, oh. You're more than just. Got it. It just just, like clicked, it was like, okay, I see what this is, I see what's happening, and then like a couple months later, we're like, let's just fucking make it official, let's, you know, use a B word, whatever. Right. Um, So, yeah, it was just kind of like a culmination, but at the same time, like, you know, a lot of you know, uh, heterosexual couples, they try to do the long distance thing. Like you guys have never even considered doing that. I'm assuming, or maybe you have, like, have you ever considered even for a second, like being like long distance, we only have sex with each other. Or was that even like, not, no, that was, that was, that was a hard no no for for me. Yeah. Okay. So just from your side, like, did Um, he push for that at all? Okay. So no, like you just understood from the start, like we can't be, you know, 10 hours away from each other and just not having sex with anybody. Like, like before we, before we talked about the relationship, like we knew each other. Yeah. We knew what would work with each other. And the only way that this relationship would work is the way that it is currently working really well. Oh yeah. And more power to you. And I think that's something that, that scares a lot of people because that doesn't work for them. So they assume that it couldn't work for anybody. Yeah. And one thing I was actually talking to somebody who was in, um, or still is in that lifestyle and that relationship. Um, they said it works like any other relationship. It can end. Mm -hmm. So it's not ending because you're fucking other people like you assume. But there's also rules as well that you follow and you trust each other to certain degrees and you say certain things like every relationship being different. But like 
I I heard you know stories lately of things that like went bad because they didn't you know start off with a good communication plan. But it, it's I think a point really good to make that those relationships can end without being about sex. Absolutely, is the way people um, would assume every single time. My my previous boyfriend, who was my first polyamorous relationship, ended because he cheated on me non sexually. Yeah, and that's can like. You... Explain what that means. Yeah, so um, I met my ex uh, <laughs> on uh, I I met him on Grinder and went and fucked him and his boyfriend at his apartment, and then like we were you know we started talking and he was like, hey, I have a I have a crush on you. Do you want to go on a date? I'm like, what about you? your boyfriend he's like oh we're we're poly i'm like what does that mean uh so that's when i sort of learned that whole situation and um i liked it he was he was a huge slut um bigger than me um bigger than you yeah hard to believe yeah well your tiny your tiny heterosexual brains cannot fathom Fair enough, fair enough i am about hovering at 60 iq uh (laughs) yeah that's Sexual intelligence wise, um, but yeah, he uh, he he would have like random casual sex all the time, and like it to the point where like I didn't even like tell me if you want, like if it's fun, like if it's hot, like yeah, tell me all about it. But like you don't need to say every single time when you're doing it yeah, because like right. that's like a it's lot. just understood it's gonna happen um, anyway. So what's even the point but of... he started getting feelings for a boy and then prioritizing that boy over me and then. Okay, so that's a harder to define definition of cheating. It's it's it, cheating is a betrayal of trust, and that that's it. Like for most people, a relationship is I trust you not to have sex with anybody else. Put your dick in and then when yeah, or, you have sex with somebody else, you're cheating on them because you're betraying their trust. Well, what about in relationships where it's just like you can have sex with whoever you want? You can still cheat. It's just that that's not a betrayal of trust. A betrayal of trust is saying like. Oh yeah, like I'll, you know, I'll spend this weekend with you and then like no show because you're busy doing whatever the fuck else. Okay. Or like I have a secret family that I'm hiding from you. Like a betrayal of trust can be no, that has not happened. God, to me. that would be such a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, you didn't say that at the start. You're an asshole. Um so something that you kinda touched on just now. Um, can you kinda talk about the difference between um, a, a poly relationship and like an open relationship. So a poly relationship, well, an open relationship is if an open relationship is what I'm currently in. Right. Um, I have one boyfriend. He has one boyfriend. Um, and I sleep with people on the side, and that's an open relationship. We've like we've communicated about that. He's aware. We you know we do occasional check ins. Um, a poly relationship would be if I had more than one boyfriend or if he had more than one boyfriend. Okay. Um, and in, in, in and the you've past, been a part of that before? Yeah. So the, the, the ex that I was just telling you about, um, I, he had three boyfriends. Um, I didn't, I, and I think we only had him, um, but I actually really enjoyed the relationship I had with his other boyfriends because it felt... The, in the poly community, your boyfriend's boyfriend that you are not boyfriends with is called a metamore. Um, and I liked my relationship with, with them. They were great. Um, I, 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 I got a lot from that relationship. It just ended because he was a fucking mess and... Right. I'm, we're all, all of us are better off now. Had yeah. you had any, um, monogamous relationships before this? Yes. And they all failed. Okay. Fair they all failed specifically because, um, sexually I need variety in my life. Um, so That's it's right. less of a, I need to fuck everybody. Like if I'm in a monogamous relationship, I'm not, I'm not going to cheat on you. Well, I cheated on one of them, but one out of four. Oh, you're canceled too. Um, I'm the uncanceled one. But actually, a fun story about that uh, that we can get know. to later. But I'm canceled. Let's get to it. <laughs> Let's get to it now. <laughs> 
But um, <laughs> I lose I lose sexual interest in someone if I have sex with them too often. Sure. Um, it just doesn't work anymore. And obviously that causes a barrier. I yeah, can only and that just, just poisons the relationship yeah. because like you're not on the same page, and then there's insecurities and all that shit. But um, yeah, right. So so they're. I, I was basically asking because you had mentioned um, th- there's society's rules about how you're supposed to mm-hmm. act and live your life, and it includes finding a, if you're a man, finding a female wife, settling down, having 2.5 kids, big mm-hmm. fence, suburbs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you said, I got off at stop one because mm-hmm. I'm gay. Yeah. So what I was wondering if. You had literally just got off at step one. No. And we're like, okay. No, I'm, because... I'm gay, so I'm not even going to bother with that. But you did... You actually did try these more, um, You, I guess I would say, traditional... Well, yeah, because that's, that's like how you're... That's how we're raised. Like, we... It doesn't occur to us often that it could be any other way. Like, I knew I was gay since I was, like, 13, 14. Is it because you were good at drawing? Um... What? Bobby. It's like Macklemore. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, it was uh, actually Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom that did it. Fair enough. Um, Nerdy yet cool. But uh, super racist movie. Uh, yeah, very. <laughs> Is there anything nerdy about Indiana Jones? Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I had four monogamous relationships, like, and I mean... They failed not because of they, they their failure isn't an indictment on monogamous relationships. Just like a polyamory, like the failure of a polyamorous relationship is not an indictment right. on polyamory. It's an indictment of monogamous relationships for you. Yeah, kind of. It's mostly just I was like not. They ended be, for various different reasons. Um, but I had to. I had to go, like, I had to figure shit out, you know? Um, and, yeah, and, like, my, the ex that I've been talking about, like, that relationship really opened my eyes to the whole, to the concept that, like, oh, like, relationships don't have to look that certain way. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, for the most part, relationships, even a monogamous one that, you know, like, say, Bobby, you're, you have a girlfriend, like, most of your time's not spent having sex. It's watching TV. Almost none of it is. Yeah, great. I was not trying to take a thing at you that time. You turned that one around. But I mean, it's like, it's cooking together. It's shopping together. It's watching Degrassi. Yeah, watching Degrassi. It's it's all those other things. And I, I, I'm starting to, you know, get a little bit of what Steven's saying is that we... We consider that ultimate betrayal, putting your your penis or your vagina where it shouldn't be or, you know, whatever piece you may have. But the real betrayal is not that. It's just that you trust somebody to do one thing and they do another. So, um, Stephen, in that same vein, I I guess I'll ask you, because I'm noticing from your own patterns, have you ever had more than one relationship at a time yourself, though? No, actually. So you've been polyamorous, but you've never actually... I've been been... in a polyamorous relationship, and I've never had multiple boyfriends. And party, too. Um, So the thing about my current relationship is that it it is open to being polyamorous. We just don't have other boyfriends yeah and honestly the con the idea of going out and finding another boyfriend is so exhausting to me right now so like it's not the lack of desire it's just the lack of like energy to put in toward that yeah if i find someone that like i really connect with yeah sure well i'll go on a like a capital d date with them and that that is not incompatible with my relationship and like Right, but I don't, a, I don't want it to be incompatible relationship because I because I really love my boyfriend and I want I want things to stay the way they are. Right. Yeah. So it's um, I forget what I was going to say. I was going to say though it, it's not fair to even oh. say it's just monogamous with oh you guys can have sex because you do have that option that's understood and I think that's nice that you guys can say we're in an open relationship because it does give you that optionality and if you want it to stay the way it is. Why rock the boat? That's fine. You have that option where 
you know, people such as myself that might be less secure, like, you know, maybe I can't handle that. It's, it's something that I'm starting to explore a little bit more because I'm starting to realize that for me, I'm a very sexual person and I don't necessarily always connect the sexual feelings with the emotional feelings. And for people who've listened to the show and think Cody's very fragile, that's very weird for him to like go into something where he could be vulnerable like that. It feels very different to me because I'm a little like Steven sometimes where like I can kind of separate that romantic and sexual. And that was for me, like him saying that I was even like, oh yeah, I, I get that. That's something to me that says, you know, maybe I could do that. Now it doesn't mean tomorrow I'm going to get in an open relationship because, you know, I'd like to do some more research on that. But, um, you know, it's, it, it's really interesting <clears throat> to me to say though, that like, as someone who wasn't ever thinking that, you know, like, oh, you know, can I ever get married? Because no one could love just me. And now being like, well, maybe I'll just marry 30 people. Uh, no, not 30 people. But saying that, you know, I, I want to explore with other people, it, it does feel a little freeing to me to say like, hey, I, I really just don't want to be in a world right now where I want to be anybody's number one. I want to be my own number one. Mm-hmm. So I kind of connect to that in a way. I know we're not in the same situation at all, but that's kind of where I'm moving where like, you know, if I'm even in some version of a relationship, I want that person to know that like I'm having fun out here and I'm exploring the world and meeting new people and I want to keep doing that. And I've got, you know, things lined up with people that I just consider friends. And if it goes further, that's cool with me. And if it doesn't, that's cool with me. And I just want to explore that world of just like having fun, meeting new people. And maybe I don't have sex with anybody because no one wants my penis near them. And that's fine. But maybe I have sex with, you know, like multiple different partners safe, of course, because you know me, I've got a Magnum dong. So I have to use my Magnum condom that I dropped uh, right in front of Bobby earlier. He didn't notice it. Um, I'll get him later. Um, and just be like kind of free and open though, to just like, say to those people too, like, Hey, this is what I want. And that doesn't mean someday that I wouldn't want to go back to monogamy the way that maybe I knew it. Mm. It's still new to me. Like maybe I'll go try it and just like, be like, Oh, I can't do this. My brain doesn't handle that. This person's fucking somebody else. So I can't do this and that's fine. But at the same time, recognizing that I'm sexual and I want to be able to have sex and it not mean like the fucking world. Like I don't want it to mean that we're, in a relationship or will be in a relationship or we have pressure to be in a relationship because I am man, you are woman, we have sex and then we're together. Like, and for me, like that's always been a kind of common place for men to be like, you're an asshole. Like you just want to sleep with women. And then the women get slut shamed if they do that. Mm-hmm. And we're moving to a world where now we can finally push back and say, look, this is who I am and who I identify as who the fuck are you to say that what I am is wrong. And I think that plays a lot into what you're saying. It's like, you were like pushed off the step really me i i went i was walking down the steps and i looked back and said maybe i'll walk back a little bit and play around in some of these other fields like you know i've always been on the steps or the fields right now well i'm just talking about like you were talking about like he said step one you know you're a monogamous you know heterosexual male and you go find a girlfriend and then you get married and have two and a half kids and i thought i was on that you know that that stairway and now I'm like, maybe, maybe I want to come down these steps and explore it some different ways. And then maybe I'll, at the end, be like, hey, this is still not really, like, my thing to be in a, a poly or even open or even just casual relationships with multiple people or even just having sex with one person and just I get the feels because I had tended to do that in the past when I was a younger age. Like, maybe that's just what it is and I have to be in a monogamous relationship and I walk up the steps and... Maybe for me, it's not marriage. Maybe I do go marriage and go to two and a half kids. Like, I think we're realizing that for all of us that even as, you know, they keep saying this millennial crisis of like, they're not buying enough houses. They're not having enough kids. It's just that like. It's because we don't have money. Yeah, we don't have money Definitely and we're looking that. at the steps and the we're like, I, I don't have money to get up there. The Did fucking you see the the base- bear from Spyro is standing there like, if you want to get up these fucking steps, you got to give me 400 gems. Fucking I'm like, Mr. Moneybags. What's the dollar to gems conversion right here, Mr. Moneybags? Like, I don't have any, so. What? What? You insulted me somehow. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, was, I was saying, um, I've, I've actually 
always been jealous of that com- com- uh, compartmentalization mm. that you're able to do because, and I'm perfectly happy in my relationship and just being a guy that can only be monogamous, but just like from the outside looking at it, it just looks like a higher level of like thinking. Like, like if it, like if it seems like such a high level of emotional intelligence to be able to separate sex and romance and a question that i had was you mentioned that your ex-boyfriend would you had to tell him like you don't need to tell me every time you sleep with someone was that just it was annoying because he was sleeping with so many people or was it like was there jealousy there um so i entered the relationship with i entered a pre-established relationship like he and his boyfriend had been together for a few years so I I came in right off the bat, like, not really feeling... You know, in relationships, there's that sense of ownership that everybody has, like, that is really unhealthy, but yeah. that's a whole other thing. Like, he's not going to be wearing your Letterman jacket. Yeah. yeah. I didn't... Like, I came in, not, like, not expecting a sense of ownership, because, like, he was already someone else's boyfriend. Like, yeah. I was just... I was there. So, like, I... Like, we talked about it, and I was just like, yeah, I don't, like go do whatever you need to do like i'm gonna like i i, um, I fucked yeah. around when i was <laughs> yeah. dating him like you know right. let's not pretend that steven um, was monogamous in this like in his one way yeah, yeah like. but um yeah it, it was it was just it wasn't a thing and i i actually really liked that i wasn't the one uh, you know like i liked that he had other boyfriends that yeah yeah like the the pressure to like be like all in in this relationship was like relaxed a little bit because like if i wasn't available like he still had other supports for him when he right. like if he needed something like i am a very i'm very i'm both introverted and extroverted i'm extroverted cuz i like being social i like talking to people but i'm introverted in the sense that like once i expend my extrovert capital i just don't like yeah, leave me the right. fuck alone i want to be alone for like a week sure um and that's a like my current boyfriend and i like he's the same way like we're both like private like secluded people right. sometimes which i uh, like again that doesn't brush up negatively against our relationship at all due to the fact that we live in different places like if we ever did live in the same place We'd need a we need we'd need to live somewhere where like each of us had our own bedroom. Like Oh shit. Like well, I guess if it's gonna continue being an open relationship that, that only makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean I could always it's it's a hosting versus traveling situation. Right. Yeah, I, mean, I guess I never really even considered that, like, you know and I've even heard of, you know, people in poly relationships getting engaged, married, and it continue on to be a poly relationship. Yeah. And I'm assuming just for the law's sake, you get married to someone and they're, you're one. Yeah, you can't get married card. to more than one person. But I, I'm sure change, there is, there's probably even spiritual marriage mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, you know, it's really, you know, everybody's kind of game to do their own thing. Steve's laughing at me now. So, no, 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 so... <laughs> One of um, the sorry. One of the few things my, me and my libertarian cousin agree on is cops suck and polyamory should be legal. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Sure. Uh, two good opinions from a libertarian, which is <laughs> two worst more than normal. Know, I've, talk, I've talked about him before, but he's like a legit like principled libertarian. So uh, like, so he's that's so like, he's not malicious. He's just dumb. He's unfortunately he's really smart, and the smartness he's goes smart. to arguing for really stupid fucking positions. Got it. But, but it's like a, a government shouldn't be involved in your marriage, and I mean that's yeah. that's objectively true. We'll yeah. come back to Bobby's cousin Jordan Peterson in a minute. Um, so let's get back to you, Stephen. Uh, I was actually just laughing because <laughs> um, I've got a I've got a big uh, friend network out in Chicago. I go to Chicago all the time, and uh, th- a bunch of them are polyamorous. Um, so I, uh, uh, I, I really like telling everybody, uh, that I fucked my friends, roommates, boyfriends, wife's brother. Oh. Sounds like you got up to some uh, shenanigans out there. Yeah. I think um, that legally wins you an ATV in certain, like, backcountry, uh, states. 
Isn't that's the space? <laughs> isn't that like the Spaceballs joke? Like my friends, friends, like cousins, carpenters. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so a, a question about, and I'm sorry to focus on this old relationship, but I have questions. Mm-hmm. When you entered the relationship with your ex-boyfriend, the poly relationship, and you were coming into an, an already established relationship, did you ever feel like less than? Like, did you feel like he had like a ranking of his boyfriends? Um, he, I, I felt like he did, but I was okay with it. And like, it was like... Um, in, like, certain poly people refer to that as, like, your primary and your, your secondaries. Okay. Um, now, other people think that that is sort of, like, demeaning. Yeah, because uh, so then you go like, out and battle other polyamorous yeah, relationships, like, having like your Pokemon or something, like, but, um, like the, the thing you gotta comes... get in the backpack, he gets to walk behind me. But, like, on a, like, I was... I started dating this dude who had been dating a guy for a year and a half. And I was like, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to compete with that. I just want our relationship to be its own thing. And you, your relationship with him can be its own other thing. And like, they don't have to butt heads and they didn't. Yeah. And like, you know, the three of us had sex a lot and it was pretty great. It sounds pretty great. And then did you, did anybody else like come into that? um... Uh, yeah. So a, there was a, a third, third boyfriend. There was a third, yeah. and we were cool, and it was, it wasn't as serious as the two of us, um, but it was a fourth sort of guy that he was like, he's like, let me film it, and you're like, God, what is this guy here? He just, <laughs> I don't know, like you know the new, you know new relationship energy and like yeah, how it's yeah. really exciting, and you just yeah. want to spend time with that person. Like he got that with them. With him at my expense. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that was the emotional... Yeah. So, like, it really... It wasn't him being, like, an evil dude. It was just him being dumb. And, like, you Just know, not really understanding I'm, that, like, you're... You can only give and take so much before you're spreading yourself too thin to other exactly. people. Yeah. Like, it's not about, you know, oh, you gave too much dick to him versus you gave too much dick to me. It's, like, you clearly... Like, you know, put that person up on a pedestal of like, hey, this is like my guy. I was deprioritized. Yeah. It made me feel like, like, hey, I'll get back to you when I got some time kind of thing. Like, that's completely different. Like, it's not about even quantity of time. It's about quality of time, too. And I imagine that the quality suffered, especially along with the quantity. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I I completely get that. And I think that's the thing that always (laughs) scares people, too, though, is that they're like... Their fear is that they're going to be, like, the person who doesn't matter in a relationship or something. Or that they think, like, every poly relationship is, like, we're all dating and we're all in love with each other. And, like, they don't realize that it can be kind of a thing where it's, like, you can kind of all chain to one person but not necessarily chain to each other. And, like... Chain sounds... feel like chain has negative connotations. What, like, all in chain? I was just thinking of, like, the song from Prison Mac because I was (laughs) listening to it earlier. But I just meant, like, kind of, like, you know, an org chart of people you're fucking. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean that, like... I will say, uh, poly relationships, big on big on scheduling. <laughs> yeah, Very big on scheduling. So. <laughs> we've, we've seen your calendar. Yeah. We've... <laughs> um, well, that's a different thing altogether, isn't it, though? You've seen my calendar? Yeah. What's my calendar? <laughs> your fuck calendar? Oh, shit. That's not the same thing at all. Can we leave that on the podcast? Or is that something we need to delete? Um, if whatever, I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's a different thing, Bobby, because he's just like, you know, people coming in town. Um, but yeah, Matt and I, oh shit, whatever. Uh, I my ex and I, um, whatever. How many people are named Matt? We, uh, Greg. finally broke up. Pete. Uh, he broke up with me. Um, we were going to, uh, the Phillies game in, I forget what year it was, but. It was like the second game of the season, so it was cold. Great. It was raining, which was miserable. (laughs) Uh, And they were playing the Red Sox, which meant that it was hard to it was hard to schedule a makeup game. So they played through it, even though the conditions were pretty shitty. Just terrible. Um, Not a metaphor for your relationship. Yeah, no. (laughs) And also, the Phillies were losing like like five to one by the third inning. Great. Um, And I had. 
I we had met up to go, and I got the sense that he was like acting weird, and I'm like, what? It, like, what's up? Like, he's like, we really should like, let's just talk about it after the game. Yeah, and I was great. like, oh, and like at that point, I'm like, oh, he's breaking up with me, but because we're going to the game, he doesn't want it to be awkward, so he didn't. He's gonna wait till afterward to tell me. Did you and of just, course, like, make him buy a bunch of beers? No, I we were there, and I was cold and miserable, and the Phillies were playing like shit, and I was just like, I know I'm, I'm a, I know I'm about to get broken up with. Let's just rip the fucking bandaid off. So we're like, it was like the, it was like the fifth inning. We're like, all right. I gotta go. Like, fuck this. Like, yeah. let's just... Yeah. Can we go back to the apartment now? And he's like, yeah, okay. And Yeah. And then he broke up with me, and it was the correct choice. But it still felt bad. Yeah, it still Now, I, I've actually had a similar situation before of, like, knowing I'm getting broken up with and kind of waiting for that moment to come with that person. And I don't know if you've ever sat there with somebody for, like, an hour... Um, not hearing the thing that they're definitely saying to you. But at some point, it just becomes comical, I think. And I think you, you could probably... I was excited to tell you that story because of how funny it is yeah, to like, respect. It's because, like, <laughs> I remember even in a moment, like, so my story is more of she was coming over, but she was taking a while. It was, like, very obvious that she was dragging out because she didn't want to deliver some bad news. Mm-hmm. She comes over... It's classic. And, she keeps trying to say it, and she keeps cutting herself off, and it's, she's always had this issue where she, like, she can't say, like, something emotional, she'll just start and then stop. So I know it's gonna happen, and I'm getting emotional, I'm riding this roller coaster. After a while, I'm laughing, and I'm just like, do you want me to do it, or, like, because <laughs> you're just sitting there for an hour, and you're just like, you know what's gonna happen, I'm just like, he at least, at least I got like this. go get some like sad Taco Bell or something. I'm getting hungry. Come I'm just on. imagining you being like, I got this, baby. Yeah, Cody, we're through. I I do remember that the first girl that ever broke up with me, like she was crying, and I cried a lot later, but I didn't cry when it was happening. I was just more of like, did you say all the things you want to say? Okay, see ya, and then just walking back to my car. I'm like, all right, I'm fine. I'm fine. I get to my house. I'm like, text my buddy. I'm like, hey, man, um, you know, she just like broke up with me. Like, it's cool if maybe I come down. He goes, yeah, I'm you know, hanging out with my girlfriend. Come down. Get in that car. And just start bawling my eyes out. Driving like an hour from Wilmington, Delaware to Middletown, Delaware. Just like finally processing it. But sorry, that was just the Cody story tangents of the week. But yes, yeah, so I've been broken up to the point where everything becomes so comical because I'm just like, can we just get this shit over with? Like, yeah. it, it was like the the girl that broke up with me in the Panera Bread was like the day after prom. We had a prom that was very oh, clearly that's classic. not fun. And I'm like, I know I'm getting broken up with. Can you please just like do it? Panera like, Bread's so expensive too. That's I know. So I was pissed. I was like, can you just give me like 250 bucks? Like, that's what like a like, grilled cheese She And there. she said like, you know, I didn't want to break up with you before prom and ruin your prom. I was like, you know what ruined my prom? Paying for that prom where I got broken up the next day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I didn't want to ruin your prom, so I, uh, I you ruined your prom. I just made sure you had a miserable time. <laughs> yeah, I would actually have had a better time if you took another dude who gave me a check. Like, I would have been like, I fucking hate this dude, but at least he comes yeah. with money, you know? <laughs> like... Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, for me, I always was that guy. Like, I was always the dude It's like, I'm going to get broken up with the day of the prom. I'm going to fall in love and get my heart broken. So I never believed in the idea that I would even be successfully in one relationship, let alone multiple. But, you know, I, I think I've realized more of my own value and growth as a person and wanting to explore it a little bit more and knowing that I'm more comfortable with myself that, you know... All three of us in this room together are now saying, like, we all looked at the steps in different ways that we were told as kids. And we're looking and saying, well, what steps for us? And then, like, yours is a little bit different, Stephen, because yours is kind of like, well, I couldn't go on the steps. I was considered, you know, this, you know, I'm gay. I, I don't get on the steps. So you kind of, like, blaze your own path. And, Bobby, you're, like, moving forward in your relationship and you're, like, okay, well, what's our last step? You know, like what, how far do we go into that regular relationship and stuff? And I'm here, you know, just as a single person, like, well, what's my path? You know, I'm, I don't know how far I go up the steps. Do I go up the steps at all? Do I, 
blaze a new path? Do I um, start a cult and kill thousands of people? Um, like that first episode we tried to do where I try to wipe out all of humanity. Um, you know, that could be a possibility too. So, you know, I, I think it's just, it was an episode for me where I really wanted to have you on Steven because I've always had a lot of respect for you as just a friend and, you know, being able to, to have a different perspective. But, you know, this was something for me and Bobby that we were really excited to hear about because it was like, we've just never had a chance in anywhere in our life to learn it. And like you said, nobody teaches you this thing. I so can't understand. You really have to ask. How basic of a person I am. Yes. <laughs> At my core, my very soul is like a girl wearing yoga pants and Uggs and a North Face. Hot. Yeah. That's, Bobby, that's how basic I am. Bobby is like the I movie can't even white come up, chicks. I if can't he even just come white up chicks with himself. a less basic reference to basicness than that. Yes. And so that, and I, I, I hope it came through in the conversation. That's why I was so interested and eager to pick your mind about it. Yeah. And um, oh, I, I do have one more question before we wrap up. Sure. Do you, th- do you think that there's like any particular reason why gay communist baseball? Twitter is a thing. <laughs> um, as a no. pioneer, no. <laughs> we men in tight pants. I mean, but the women are gay too. So yeah, it's it's just a lot of fucking weirdos who just really like baseball because <laughs> each other uh, because uh, much despite the best efforts of baseball itself, baseball is fun. Um, it's true, and. Yeah, and looking at men in tight pants swing wood, and that's that's great too. Yeah, I, I am, think anyone can appreciate that. Yeah, I I I want to say that like Thirst Basement is a project of like of like you so, know I am labor I am love. doing my best to queer a <laughs> heterosexual <laughs> space. No, I'm just doing it because I'm like really horny for baseball dudes. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, with that being said, um, Stephen, I know there were some things we wanted to get into, so that means that, you know, we're getting a little long here, so we would love to have you back on another episode. Oh, God, I gotta do this again? Yeah, you gotta do it again, because we got a lot more to unpack with Stephen, and I think... This... Should have read the fine print before you yeah. walked in the door. <laughs> yes, you just signed up for a Netflix deal with us for ten more episodes. Um, no, but we really enjoyed having you on, and we really love your perspective, so... Definitely welcome anytime, and we know there's stuff that we talked about beforehand we didn't get into, so definitely can get into that. But one thing we like to do before we end the show is always do some plugs. So if you have anything you like to plug, if you just like to tell people about your Twitter, I don't know if Thirst Basement is um, still moving along. I have um, not checked with you on that. I know baseball season is obviously Thirst Basement runs every day. Every weekday of the regular season, MLB season. Okay. So I am currently on vacation. Obviously, uh, it baseball is, is not in surprisingly. Season. It is surprisingly a lot of work uh, to create an image for. Uh, I used to do it every day of the season, and then I was like, I can't fucking do this. Um, so now I just do it every weekday. Uh, it's fun. Um, and yeah there's so many guys in the mlb there are so many (laughs) and i actually cutting cutting the number that i do like doing that this year like i cut some i cut some dudes like they're gonna make a comeback it is yeah it's like a it's like a a fucking it's a steven i would like to um oh who's the hottest guy on the sixers on the sixers yeah Ooh, that's a tough debate (laughs) Um, I think it's Mike Scott. I don't want to be basic as shit, but I think it's Ben Simmons. Like, I don't really? want to say I... the star, but he's really hot. What's what's? I, I know the. I know that Thibault is really. We didn't cute. even talk about James Ennis's dick at all. Oh uh, yeah, we gotta talk about the James Ennis hog. That was the joke of uh, we Ennis. And uh, he he shot up in the rankings. Yeah, uh, so much yeah. like other things that shot up after so, I saw that photograph. Also, there, there was a follow up. Tobias Harris also packing tongs. Wait. <laughs> yeah, the the next yeah, yeah. picture. Let me and pull it's, it up. And I'm so mad. Tobias Harris is wearing this cream uh, Sixers sweatshirt. I want it so bad. Tobias Harris is also packing dongs. So I, the Sixer that I have expressed attraction to that I got actual pushback from was, I think Furkan's really cute. He's cute. I and think he's handsome. He's fashionable. He's very fashionable. Oh, I would do that. 
Um, but there's actually, like, it's funny because the Enos picture kind of, like, it must have been taken a while ago. Yeah. I, I feel like it was, like, one of those training camp, like, they're arriving at training camp kind of pictures. And it just kind of surfaced now, and people talked about it. And, um, yeah, now he's looking at <laughs> Tobias uh, Dong. And Tobias is, like, somebody said Tobias is smiling like he knows what's in his pants. <laughs> like, it's so funny. But, um... Yeah, Enos, I, like, made a joke. I was like, I'm going to have to think of a penis Enos shirt. And then I was, like, talking to Dan, Erica's, um, obviously, the creator of the the, the Mike Scott <laughs> Hive shirt. I ain't no bitch. She's my partner when I, like, create shirts. And I was like, I have a joke so stupid that I can't even, like, pitch it to her. And I ended up just sending her the screenshot of me talking to Dan and him, her doing exactly what Dan said. And I was like... It would just say Enos in the font of The Incredibles, but the I would be their logo replaced with a penis. And I was like, I can't sell this fucking shirt with just a giant penis on it that says Enos. I'm not selling a shirt for James Enos either. Like, sorry, guys. I don't care how big his hog is. Like, he has not earned that spot in my heart yet. Cody. Enos? <laughs> yeah. It's not even, like, <laughs> penis Enos. It's actually James Enos. Do you guys remember the song The Man by Aloe Black? No. Yeah, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. I'm the man, I'm the man. I used to say that when I would like hook up with a girl, I'd walk around on campus like feeling like that all day. The next day, if I was if I had a dick like that, I would just walk around with that song playing in my head one hundred percent. Guys, and that was plugs. Guys, so I do Thirst Basement. Yes. At Thirst Basement on Twitter. Um. And for a while, I tried to do Thirst Liner for hockey. Yes, yeah, Steph um, did bring that up. She Steph did. brought that up. She was sad when I stopped, but it was just I needed I needed a fucking break. As yeah, I said, yeah. it was very like it, it's it's work. Um, question: uh, I this is my first this is my first year it, being invested in basketball from the very start. Sure, I'm learning how to enjoy the sport, and so far it's fucking awesome because it's yeah, such yeah. a rule. Uh, what is the basketball equivalent? Yeah, so I honestly would say don't do, like, pick a... quarter or something? Yeah, but I wouldn't, mm. I wouldn't do it, like, pick a hot player of the week. The thing about basketball... Oh, I know, like, the, the, like, the name. Like, uh, the pun. But, but I, I, I do want to say this, though. There's something that's very unique to basketball that I think you could get a very unique angle on is also that there's the, um, walking to the stadium outfits that are ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And you, there's some guys that are legitimately good fashion, so you could limit it to Sixers or other people, but... Yeah, Thirst Quarter, I guess, would be a good one. I feel like Shooting Guard, there's something there. Ooh, yeah. There is something there. Because yeah. of Jizz, but I don't know. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you for that, Bobby. I just wanted to explain to any of the children listening. Yeah. How about you're talking about? Power Bottom Forward. Is that good enough for you there, Bobby? That's actually not bad. Okay, great. <laughs> we'll come up... Uh, listeners, it, center yeah. attention. I don't know, dude. Just if make a pun any, off a fucking position. If you have any good puns for Stephen to post hot basketball players, please send them in. I feel like point guard. You could place point with something that's like point hard. Yeah, there you go. Point hard. There we go. Shoot. Yeah, we, did, we it, did it, guys. Shoot. All right, and the podcast. Just back um, the mic. All right, I was too happy. All right, Bobby, what do you want to plug this week? Um, wait, 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 Stephen. Did you plug everything? Uh, I if you want, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Tango Golf Kilo because my old account got suspended because I made fun of John McCain's death. That was a fun one. That's that was my favorite TV a show. Good reason to get suspended. <laughs> I just assumed it was yelling at turfs. No, it so, was literally it was it was a tweet I sent out. I think it was like um, Republicans could learn a thing or two from. The Honorable John McCain, <laughs> uh, and follow his lead by dropping fucking dead. And I think that's the tweet that got me banned. Well, I don't know it's how objectively correct. So. I don't know how I didn't get banned when I um somebody had one of those generic tweets that just goes around. Everybody quotes tweets that says like, "What's one TV show you'd love to resurrect?" And I said, uh, "John McCain's funeral," so I can just watch it over time. <laughs> and I was like. It was. I was taking like a brief break from Twitter, but I sent our group text like, you know, the press F to pay respects. Yeah. I said press F to piss on John McCain's grave. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're terrible people. Bye with that. Fuck John McCain. Uh, all right. Uh, so yeah, I'll be writing for the fifth quarter about the Sixers. Um, 
should have something out next week about big men winning uh, MVPs since it hasn't been done in quite some time. Follow me on Twitter at booby underscore styles. And that's it. What about you, Cody? Um, you can slide my DMs at CodeRan if you're interested in a very low-stakes sexual experience with your man. Do you want to no. be in a poly relationship with No, do not, do not approach me that way. I will probably be very afraid of you. There was actually, my friends can tell you, I was propositioned by a prostitute on um, Tinder and then accidentally negotiated her down to $12 for two minutes and did not realize what I was doing. I feel like it wasn't a prostitute. It was a very desperate girl. Yeah, or a guy Just using girls' way pictures. Way more depressing. The term is sex worker. Sex, sex worker, worker, sorry. You're right. Again, this is why we need Steven here. Steven is also now the third Fuck, co-host. We did not ask him. Um, that's the next plug. It's just we added him to the show with... Just now, so you can correct our dumb shitness. I, I got cancelled by incompetence three times in our group chat today. I learned I learned something was a slur that I legitimately did not know was a slur, so um, I guess I'm just plugging that I'm a piece of shit. Um, so sl- slide in my DMs. I'm on Twitch at TV slash <laughs> What did you learn was a slur? Uh, uh, the, about about, about the Romani. <laughs> Wait, uh, I yeah. can't say... No. Oh, that entire word is a slur? No. Yeah, yeah don't say the word. God damn it, I have to blur it for the fucking podcast. Ben Morrison and Stevie Nicks are in trouble if that's a slur. Oh, Which it is. Don't yeah, say but, that word. Okay, <laughs> well, I'm going to blur that out. Did not know. I thought it was the shortening that was just bad, and I'm realizing now that it's all of it. I'm happy that you're having this learning experience. Yep, great. All right, Cody got canceled on his own podcast. Everybody have a good time. Uh, Bobby's also a piece of shit. Whatever. Bye. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>